0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. Did you know that some people with dissociative identity disorder, uh, that's what used to be called multiple personality disorder. So when they switch personalities, their different personality states can have completely different physiology. Studies have shown that alter personalities may have different allergies, different blood pressure and hormones. They may have different vision. One alter might need glasses when the core personality doesn't. And they've been able to show through imaging that different personalities have different blood flow and activity in the brain. Now, they've compared that to actors pretending to have different personalities, and they can actually see a completely different physical change in the bodies of these people with dissociative identity disorder than the actors. So this, this idea of the mind-body connection, our, our emotions and our mental state change our body's physiology, this, this idea is not just some like woo woo, like hippie idea. Our emotions directly impact our body and our physiology. And our body and our physical being, these can directly impact our brain and our emotions. In this video, you're gonna learn about the mind-body connection, The physical impact of emotions. And this is really important because if we want to change how we think and how we live our lives, we need to learn how to resolve emotions that get trapped in the body. Now, back when I was in college, I did something that inadvertently really hurt one of my best friends. She was super upset at me, and she sent me a nasty email. And I felt terrible about it. I I became physically sick. My stomach hurt. I got diarrhea. I couldn't sleep. My tear ducts opened up, my hands got cold and sweaty, and after a while, I was physically exhausted. Um, As part of my emotional response, I had a strong physical reaction. Now, almost everyone has had this feeling after a strong emotional experience, but most people have zero education about what to do about it. Emotions are as much in the body as they are in the mind. But as you're going to learn in my next video, strong emotions make it hard to think clearly. So if we wanna to learn to process through and resolve intense emotions, in my opinion, we have to learn how to soothe our body first. So let's, let's look at how emotions show up in the body. Listen to some common phrases we use when we talk about how we feel. My boss is a pain in the neck. My coworker gives me a headache. My ex-boyfriend makes me sick to my stomach. I've got a broken heart. I'm so tired of dealing with this. He got cold feet. My heart's pounding with excitement. That sent a shiver down my spine. So so it's common to think that emotions are in our head, but we talk about them as being in our bodies. Anxiety, depression, PTSD and other mental illnesses all have physical symptoms. So, for example, take a look at the 9 symptoms of depression. Now you only need 5 of these to qualify for a diagnosis, and 4 of the symptoms are physical. Depressed or irritable mood, loss of interest or pleasure, weight loss or gain, difficulty sleeping or sleeping too much, feeling jittery or sluggish, fatigue, feeling worthless, decreased concentration, thoughts of suicide. We often think of depression as something in our mind, but it's just as much in our body. Many of your thoughts, emotions, and actions are rooted in a deeper part of your brain and body that are not a part of our conscious thinking process. So in the next chapter, you're going to learn about the fight flight freeze response, which comes from this deep knowledge that's subconscious, right? We have, we have many more instincts that are also not part of our thinking reactions. Now take a look at this fascinating research that explored where people experience emotions in their body. In the comments section below, tell me about how you experience emotions in your body. Now, while there is little empirical research demonstrating emotions and memories are stored in your body, there is plenty of anecdotal evidence. People feel their emotions in their stomach, their glands, their heart, their other muscles. Like, think about your jaw, how tense that gets when you're stressed, or your neck or back pain, right? And people feel their emotions and the impact of them throughout their body. There's also very rigorous research showing the links between stress and physical illnesses like cancer, heart attacks, decreased immunity, and a bunch of other disorders. We, we really cannot separate the mind from the body. They're intricately connected. In a previous video, I said that allowing yourself to feel an emotion can't harm you, and I meant it. We, we can handle feeling an emotion, letting it pass through us, In fact, that's the best option, because as you're going to learn in future sections, it's when we resist emotions that leaves them trapped in our bodies, and that's what makes us sick. And just because our emotions are in our bodies, and they do sometimes get stuck, that doesn't mean they have to be trapped there forever. A growing field of research into body based treatments is showing that you can treat trauma, anxiety, and other intense emotions through evidence-based body work like somatic experiencing therapy or EMDR. So when we learn to notice the physical aspect of emotions, that gives us better insight into how to resolve them. And not only does how we think change how our body feels, but how our body feels can change how we think. So just take a minute and think about like how your thinking changes when you're tired, for example. Are you more irritable? Are you more sensitive? Are you more likely to catastrophize? What about when you're in pain? People tend to be less patient and short-tempered. And what most people don't realize is that when their body is tense, that can make them think in more anxious ways and feel more anxious in their emotions. The the state that our body is in directly impacts our emotions. There are some simple physical changes we can make to improve our ability to resolve emotions. So when we change our thinking or our emotions, we can also change the physiological responses. So if you're dealing with anxiety, you may learn the skill of not catastrophizing, and this can help you feel more calm. This is called a top-down approach. But we can also take a bottom-up approach to improving our mental health by accessing our brain through our bodies, right? What this means is that when you learn to calm your body, you can actually soothe the fight-flight-freeze response in your brain. You can create a physical chemical change in your brain, and this makes it easier to think more clearly and calmly. So let me give you a simple technique for doing just that, for accessing your brain through your body. So take a few long deep belly breaths. Um, An easy way to do this is to just link your fingers together like this, put them on your stomach or behind your head, lean back in your chair and breathe with your stomach coming in and out. Now, let's focus on an area that you might be feeling a little bit of tension. Could be your neck or your back or your shoulders. Could be your stomach. For me, I'm going to use my shoulders. Now, my shoulders feel a little bit tense. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lean in to that tension. I'm just going to exaggerate that tension in my shoulders just a little bit. Like this. And as I breathe out, I'm going to let my shoulders relax. And as you intentionally notice and change the tension in your body, this sends a message to your brain that you are safe, it's okay to relax, and this frees your mind to think more clearly. So small changes in our physical habits can create big changes in our brain. We can release trapped emotions through moving our bodies. Now, when I talk about trapped emotions, this, this, there isn't research yet showing empirical evidence that emotions are in our physical bodies. What I'm talking about is the experience we have of emotions. So what people feel in their bodies could be an expression of the learned um, reaction to threats that our amygdala is producing inside of our brain, but how people feel it is in their bodies. So in this section, the next five videos in my course, you're gonna learn how to improve your mental health by working with emotions in the body. You're gonna learn about the fight flight freeze response, how to turn it off, the two parts of your nervous system, and what to do if you're stuck in the anxious part of your nervous system. And you're also gonna learn some practical skills for releasing that tension and training yourself to relax. But to begin with, there are some simple things that you can do that can make a huge difference for your mental health. And honestly, I think that taking care of your body is so essential for mental health that we're working on this section before we're working on the section on changing how you think. So here's a couple of small things you can do to directly improve your mental health. So the first one is improve your sleep. Depression and anxiety and sleep issues are closely connected. In one study, 87% of people with depression and sleep issues, when they resolved their sleep issues, Their depression symptoms completely resolved. They no longer met the criteria for depression. And there are some practical skills you can learn to improve your sleep. So check out my video on sleep hygiene and I've got a couple other videos on how to manage anxiety with sleep and things like that. So I I have a whole sleep playlist, so check that out. Okay, the second one is exercise, right? Exercise has been shown to be as effective as antidepressants at treating mild to moderate depression, and it's super effective at treating anxiety too. So check out my exercise handout in the resources section of the course. Uh, Number three, nutrition, right? Our brain isn't just a mind, it's a five pound chunk of fat, water, proteins, and other physical building blocks. So how we eat and what we eat directly impact brain functioning. My Change Your Brain course goes into a lot more detail about physical changes that you can make to improve your mental health. Um, A few more ways to improve your mental health through the body include um, yoga, which according to Bessel van der Kolk, he's the author of The Body Keeps the Score, um, yoga has been shown to be more effective at treating PTSD than any medication. Um, Changing your posture, right? Sitting upright can help you feel happier and more assertive. And smiling, right? Smiling can sometimes make you feel happier. And in my opinion, most importantly, learning the skill to regulate your nervous system is really essential to learning how to manage mental health, especially anxiety and depression. And you're going to learn all about that in the next four videos. Um, Yeah, I go into like a big deep dive on this, okay? There are also two really simple skills that can make a big difference on physical and mental calmness, right? The first one is progressive muscle relaxation, and the other one is the body scan exercise. Both of these videos are on my YouTube channel. Small changes make a big difference. Our emotions are stored not only in our brain, but in our bodily response. When we have a strong emotion, our body has a physical reaction. So emotions can seem trapped in our body when we have a chronic stress response or other hurts. So when we learn to soothe and relax the body and take care of the body, this helps the brain calm down and think clearly. Anything you can do to improve your physical health can improve your mental health. Is there one small change you can make now? It could be something as simple as cutting out caffeine or walking around the block a little bit more often, or getting a little bit more sleep. Small changes like this can make a world of difference for your mental and emotional health. Thank you for watching and take care. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening, and take care.